allow himself to get besides himself. And God had to cast him out of the city. So the, the title of this would be, and I want you to repeat after me. Say, why, why am I aching? So we're going to start at Joshua 7 and 10. And we're going to, uh, I'm, not, I'm not going to, you guys can sit down, because I'm not going to read it out, because it's kind of lengthy. Okay. You know, we're just going to go through it. Okay. Okay. We're going to go through it. It starts off, it says, the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Now, what happened was, they went to, they had just conquered, uh, they had just got through conquering uh, Jericho. And, you know, when you do something in Christ, and God is moving in your life, and you do something big, it's easy to get beside yourself. Yeah. It really is. So, they just conquered Jericho. They go into this city in Canaan called Ai. Mm -hmm. And in this city, in this city, they say, well, we're going to take about 3,000 men. We're going to go in there and take them out and clear, this, clear it out. Well, they went in there and got beat down. Right. To say the least, they got beat down. In so they feel it down and out. Joshua is like, I don't understand what's going on, God. He's praying to God. Now at this point, this is where we pick it up. And ten, in ten, he says, and the Lord says to Joshua, Get up. Why have you fallen on your face? Because the first thing we do is we go pray when something go wrong. But do you know sometimes God wants you to do something? Yeah, right. He said, why have you fallen on your face? Israel has sinned. They have transgressed my covenant that I commanded them. Now what I want you to do in, this, in these scriptures is I want you to look at yourself and you wonder why things are going wrong in your life after God has just blessed you. They're sin in the camp. The thing is, we have to admit it to ourselves that there's a problem. But a lot of times God will bless us and we might do something a little shady and then Kind of overlook it, but God didn't overlook it. God says, Israel has sinned. They have transgressed. They have transgressed my covenant that I commanded them. They have taken some of the devoted things. They have stolen and lied and put them among their own belongings. Right? Therefore, in 12, the people of Israel cannot stand before their enemies. 
They turn their backs before their enemies because they have become devoted for destruction. I, I will be with you no more unless you destroy the devoted things from among you. Sometimes you have things that you don't supposed to have. You are dealing with people you don't need to be dealing with. Right. And God will not move you to the next step until you get rid of all of them. But sometimes we try to keep people. Sometimes we try to hold on to things. Right? And you're wondering why you can't move forward. Especially when you have people that you know are not in Christ. And you're wondering why it's so hard to push forward. You're pushing forward. You're pushing forward. But you're trying to bring all these people with you. Mm-hmm. And you look back and they pulling back. <laughs> while you trying to go forward. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cut the strings. Yes. Wow. That's it. Right? Yes. God says, I will, I will be with you no more. I don't even want to talk to you. So you take this out of the camp. 13 says, get up, consecrate the people. This is the second time he didn't told him to get up. Get up, consecrate the people, and say, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. You have to go into consecration sometimes. Sometimes you just got to walk away from everything and everybody and talk to God. Wow, I got so much stuff to do. Consecrate yourself. Because sometimes you ain't gonna be able to do nothing until you get it right with God. For thus says the Lord, God of Israel, there are devoted things in your midst of Israel. How many times we have devoted things in the midst of our lives that we just don't want to let go? Secret things that we want to keep. Secret people we want to keep. Secret relationships we're trying to keep. Bones in the cloud. Yeah. Open up the cloud with bones just going everywhere. Right? Well, and we're doing too much. And we try to do these things and think God don't see it. These are the devoted things in the midst of Israel. You cannot stand before your enemies until you take away the devoted things from among you. Until you do what you're supposed to do and do like you're supposed to do, your enemies will always hinder you. Right? You trying to move forward, you keep taking two steps back. Because the things that you are doing in your life, you know is wrong, but you keep doing them anyway. The people that you have around you are still doing the same things over and over and over in your life with people that you know, and you let it go. God says, okay, as long as you keep them, I'm not going to keep you. Fourteen says, in the morning, therefore, you shall be brought near by the tribes. 
And the trials that the Lord takes by lot shall come near by clans. And the clans that the Lord takes shall come near by household. He's going to break this thing down. We're going to find out where this sin is. Mm. And sometimes you have to dig deep within yourself and find the sin that's in you. Sometimes you don't even realize this is the problem. Right? 15 says, And he is taken with the devoted things, shall be burned with fire. He and all that he has, because he has transgressed the covenant of the Lord. And because he has done an outrageous thing in Israel. You can't be in Christ and do things against what God say do and think everything is going to be okay. You can't break commandments and think God going to bless you. Sixteen says, so Joshua rose early in the morning and brought Israel near the tribe by tribe. And the tribe of Judah was taken. And he brought near the clan of Judah, and then the clan of the Zerites, they was taken. And he brought near the clan of the Zerites, man by man, and Zebdi uh, was taken. And he brought near his household man, um, man by man, and Achan, the son of Carmi, son of Zebdi, son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah was taken. Then Joshua said to Achan, My son, give glory to the Lord, God of Israel, and give praise to him. And tell me now what you have done, and do not hide it from me. This is day of reckoning. This is when you get real with yourself. When you finally look in the mirror and want to and 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 going to tell the truth about you, Lord. I know why. I, I know why I'm going. I know why I'm going. We was just talking about this the other day when um when we was talking about Jonah being on the ship <laughs> and the water just going crazy. They don't nobody know what's going on, and they taking lots to see what happened. Jonah know what it is. <laughs> Jonah know who it is. Yeah. As soon as he gets, they dumped him off the ship, everything got calm. You know what the problem is. You just refuse to deal with it. Right? And see, the thing is, this and, and it's human nature to try to hold on to stuff because you, this is why we hold on to things. We hold on to what's familiar to us. We don't like to see once we do the right thing, what's supposed to happen then. What's going to happen in the future? I don't know what the future holds. But even though this is wrong, I know how to do it. That's what you say in your head. But in the spiritual realm, this is getting worse and worse. Festering like a sore. It's like a disease. Achan answered Joshua, truly in 20, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and this is what I did. 
when I saw among the spoils of the beautiful cloaks from Shinar and the twenty and the two hundred shekels of silver and the bars of gold and the weight, fifty shekels. Then I coveted them and took them. Man, I saw all this gold and silver and all this stuff and his clothes and everything. And I ain't got nothing like this. I went on and just took me some. And he hit it. Right? But he said, and see, they are hidden in the earth inside my tent. <laughs> with the silver underneath it. <laughs> he hit it good. He hit it good. I put it down in the earth and made it a nice little pocket for him. He done made him a basement in his tent. In his tent. <laughs> we can't allow these things to fester like this. All of this is too much covenant. Too much coming. Yeah. We care too much about money, things. We care too much. You can't allow your your family to suffer because you feel like you need to make more money. You making all this money. I need to do this. I need to make money. I need to go here. I need to do this. And your family is suffering. Right? Your family is suffering. How long are you going to allow your family to suffer? Because you want to be, uh, you want to keep yourself in a realm where everything is about you. Everything is about what I need. Everything is about what I want. I don't feel like dealing with this. But as long as I'm making money, I'm doing, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Money ain't everything. God gave me a revelation a couple of days ago. And he says, the scripture where it says, the love of money is the root of all evil. Do you know how profound that statement is? The love of money. You know how people forget this part, though. The love of money. They just say money is money. the root of all evil. But the most important part of this is the love of money. The reason why this is the most important part, and you can't leave this out, is because, think about this. God says the love of money is the root of all evil. Not the devil. Right. Not Satan. Satan is not the root of all evil. The love that you have to cover things. God says your love is misplaced. Yeah. <laughs> you see that? Your love is misplaced. This is the root of all evil. What you love instead of me. You cannot cover things. Don't misplace your love for things of this world. Amen? Amen. 22 says, So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran to the tent, and behold, it was hidden in his tent with the silver underneath. They went and found everything. He, he got a whole little treasure <laughs> in his tent. And they took them out of the tent and brought them to Joshua 
and to all the people of Israel. And they laid them down before the Lord. And Joshua and all of the Israel was with, with, was with him and took Achan to the son of Zerah. And the silver and the cloaks and the bars of gold. Bars of gold. Yeah. <laughs> he got everything. I don't know how he walked away with all this stuff and didn't nobody see him. <laughs> the cloak and the bar of gold people would do whatever they want to do. And his sons and his daughters and his oxen and his donkeys and his sheep and his tent and all that he had. And they brought them up to the valley of Acre. And Joshua said, why did you bring trouble on us? The Lord brings trouble on you today. You think that the things that you are doing, and I say this often in my church, you have to stop thinking that what you do in your life just it just hurts you. It hurts a lot of people around you. It hurts a lot of people around you. Anything happens. I brought this. Um, I brought this uh, example to my church. Just having my son having a baby, it changed my name from father to grandfather. Changed my mother to a grandma. You see what I mean? All these people around my brother became uncle. You see what I mean? So all of these people names changed because of one baby. My son just became, he, he wasn't my son no more. He was a father. You see, you see what I'm saying? All of these names changed because of one baby that I didn't have nothing to do with. But this is how it changes everything. And you just take a name. But we have to learn that everything that we have doesn't just stop with you. Because somebody, heaven forbid, just using an example, something happened in the church and somebody ended up going to jail. Bishop gonna get a call. You see what I mean? Now Bishop gonna go and check around, see what he can do, see what happened. He can, you know, and it takes him out of what he has to do. Takes Lady Heaven out of her stuff, whatever she had going on. And now the whole church praying to get this person out. You see what I mean? Yeah. I mean it just, it's a trickle down effect when somebody does something. Be careful what you do. Know that it affects more than just you. And Joshua said, Why bring this, why you bring this trouble on us? Why did you do this? Say so now God has brought trouble on you today. And all Israel stoned him with stones. Oh, wow. Can you imagine a whole oh, sure. almost a million people throwing stones oh, at you? Sure. But think about this in your own life. <coughs> you have to cast these things out of your life that is causing you problems. My mother always told me, you know, um, there was a couple times in my in my life we had to come back home, me and my sisters and different things. And she always told me, look, don't make 
your problems, my problem. When you come back here. Mm. Don't bring that trouble that you had yeah. that led you back here mm -hmm. to this yeah. house. You see, and we have to make sure that we do that because she understood that when you accept somebody in, you accept everything about them. Right. Problems and good. Right? Right. <laughs> <coughs> the whole package. That's why, you know, when you get married, make sure. Make sure you marry who you marry. It's right for you. You'll marry somebody and you'll bring them into your house, and that's fine, y'all cool. But you gotta deal with a sister. You gotta deal with her father. You gotta deal with her mother. They might be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a lot of crazy uh -huh. people? They say, no, no. What kind of babies they gonna have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I mean? We don't ask enough questions when we start getting married. No, that's right. Where you mean? Where you come from? Where your people come from? Who? For real. Man, what's your credit score? For real. Come on. What's your credit score? We don't. We don't ask enough questions. Yeah. Then we get stuck. Because we didn't communicate. And now we got stone. We got stone. It said they buried them with fire and stoned them with stone. And they raised over him a great heap of stone that remains to this day. Now, the thing is, when you read these stories in the Bible, I want you to understand that when they stone these people and they do these different things, it ain't just like they stoned them and walked away. They played with these people's kids. You see what I'm saying? They had daughters. They had sons. They was probably good people in the community. These were friends of theirs. But they had to do what they had to do to keep this whole camp running. And that is the key to this whole thing. Are you doing what's best for your household? Not for you, but for your household. You see what I mean? Because yeah. you might have some money, extra money, where you want to do this, you want to do that, but is that the best thing for your household? Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is where sacrifices are made. Yeah. Right? This is where you have to make some decisions according to the needs of the household, not the needs of you. Because what will happen is, you're going to cause everybody in the house to get stoned. Because yeah. everybody's going to pay for the things that you're doing because you don't want to fall in line and do what the whole house needs instead of what you need. Well, I want to do this, and I need to do that. But what about the rest of the house? They just get dragged along. Don't do that to your household. Don't do that because you're stoning your household. 
It said, then the Lord turned from his burning anger. Therefore, to this day, the name of that place was called the Valley of Acre. God turned from his anger because they got rid of the sin. You have to weed that stuff out. Look at your life. Know what's wrong in it and fix it. Fix it. Don't just delay on it. Fix it. The problem is we don't fix the things that we can fix. And we moan about the stuff that we can't do nothing about. Instead of understanding that the things you can't do nothing about, you give to God. And the things you can fix, like God said, get up. And fix it. Fix your household. Fix you. Right? And make a better place for yourself. And the only way you can do that is to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Not just your Savior, but your Lord. Right? You can have, yeah, Jesus Christ is my Savior, but are you following this? your Lord? Are you following what God say do? Are you following after Jesus' examples? Amen? Amen. 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 I want y'all to really understand this. I love this story because it has a tragic ending. But when you look at it for you, you don't have to get stoned. You don't have to stone your household. Do what's right. And God will bless you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Examination, in other words, examine yourself. Yeah. Again, y'all, we thank you, Tender Means, for coming over. Yeah. Fellowship with us. Yeah. 
always say in this family that today, you know, it's March 17. Brothers United, we'll be coming together here at 7 p.m. It's probably going to be thick in here. we got seven churches coming together. We'll be here Friday evening at 7. This is something we're going to be doing on a regular. So get used to it. Ten of meetings, get used to it. You, you may find your uh, praying partner, a good friend. That's, and we see how other churches fellowship. Basically, we go from church to church just to see how we fellowship. Everybody don't fellowship the way Ten of Beats fellowship. Everybody don't fellowship uh, worship the way New Life Second Chance worship. Um, he's a teacher. He's a teacher, but he is a walking Bible. And he is. He's a walking Bible. He has always filled my pockets up when I talk to him. The revelation and understanding he gets just sometimes just be mind blowing. And a lot of times it's confirming. Or the way he just dissects the scripture. I, I love that about him. And he's not trying to get up here. <laughs> he's not trying to do all of that. He's him. He, he's him. And I like that about him. That encourages me to be me. I'm, I'm, I'm something like him. Sometimes I will raise my voice. And then we got Pastor Hood who's totally radical. He gonna get up here and holler. He gonna get up here and jump. He gonna do a little shot, but that's him. So that's why we come together like we do, and we see different ways, and, and it's, it all leads back to Jesus. It all leads back to Jesus. Well, we thank you all. We thank y'all again, again, and y'all spare time. Pray for my auntie. Terrell in love. If you don't remember nothing, auntie boo. Remember that. Call her name out. She is in dire need of prayer. Yeah, she's in a low spot right now. And the saints need to come together and dispatch angels to Muncie and Indiana to minister encouragement and healing. Mental support at this point. Yes. Yes. So y'all pray for her. Me and Lady Heather, we get ready to get on the road and go and check on my auntie. And pray for my auntie. Lay hands on my auntie. That's what believers do. And even if she wasn't my auntie, if somebody in the Lord tell me we going. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Amen. Alright, we're gonna get out of here. I'm gonna have to overseer come back and dismiss us. Yeah, one thing I wanna say real quick. Yeah, the move.